0: Welcome to the Ashes Into Beauty podcast with your host, Stephanie Marie Laswell, Divorce Concierge at The Divorce Life. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is your host, Stephanie Marie. I am your go-to thinking partner for your divorce. And today I have a personal divorce story guest that is going to be sharing her experience with us. But before we get started... I do want to remind you that there might be something that you hear today that could be a trigger because of your own experience with divorce. And if that happens, just take a pause, take a deep breath, and kind of explore within yourself if this is something that you need to work with through, sorry about that, work with with a professional to get through it. Or if you are able to work through it on your own with the tools that you have learned in your recovery process. And with that, we'll get started. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been married twice, um, but the, the last divorce that you went through was four years ago. Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and appreciate the work that you're doing to provide that insight and support so people don't have to feel like they're alone or that, um, you know, they have a safe place to go to. So I appreciate that. Um, I'm the mother of three amazing grown children. I'm an empty nester right now. And I'm a professional life and relationship coach. Actually, I learned a lot from my divorces and pursued that career afterwards um so I can do it right the next time when I jump in with both feet and uh it's healing to be able to help other marriages that are on the brink of divorce um heal and be able to move forward without separating so that's just a little bit about me
0: that's awesome. An empty nester. I'm, I'm waiting for those days. <laughs> I've got two that are out of the house now and three that are still at home. And I'm wondering how I'm going to do that because to be honest with you, it feels very empty with two out of the house already. So I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do when that that hits me.
1: I totally get that when the last one leaves, it's this transition into uh, what's next, you know, your life revolves around, I've got to take them to band. I've got to take them to church. I've got to take them all these different places. And all of a sudden it's like, not only do I not have to take them places, which that is a blessing. It's like, Oh my gosh, you mean I have time to read a book now? Awesome. But then it's like, there's nobody here to hug. There's nobody here to cook for. So That's the, that's the awkward stuff. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, I'm trying really hard not to um be one of those hovering parents now that they're out of the house. I what I, I'm not like that when they're in the house, but when I don't see them every day, I'm like wanna hold them tighter, I guess. I don't know. So I'm really trying to transition <laughs> that role. But anyway, that's not what you care about today. You are here to talk about divorce. so (laughs) That's what we will get to. So let's just start out, like, kind of let us know what were all of the ashes that came from your divorces?
1: Wow. Um, You know, really, I think somebody who has not gone through it before, they never really think about the implications of it. And for me, the ashes of my divorce were uh, looking at myself and how I viewed myself. Um, You know, I felt immediately after my divorce that I was a failure and felt that, man, I must be worthless if this didn't work out. I was raised in a home where my parents had a very happy marriage. They were partners in every sense of the word. Divorce was never an option, and for me, I never thought it would be an option for me either. And so it left me questioning myself, and um, sadly, I was in a toxic relationship. And so when you're in a toxic relationship, you question whether or not you can trust yourself and whether or not you can believe in your gut. And so there were those questions. Uh, there were financial issues that came as a result of it. You are now living on one income trying to take care of three kids. Mm-hmm. Time. Again, you're trying to take care of three kids mm-hmm. by yourself. Um sadness, like when the holidays came. Like nobody prepared me for my first Christmas by myself without my kids. Mm-hmm. Um we celebrated a few days later, but Christmas Day, you don't you can't just pop in on friends and families because they're spending time with their families and so nobody prepares you for that um and then just really um you know just trying to get out of shock because really the first six months you're in shock Mm -hmm. because where you live is different how you walk life is different so I would say those are the the biggest ashes that Mm -hmm. come from divorce Mm -hmm. yeah or at least ones I experienced
0: yeah, for sure, I can relate to a lot of those as well. Um, what do, what advice do you give somebody that is just finalizing their divorce?
1: That's a great question. The first is to really do self care, um, because I get set. Like I said, all these thoughts are going through your head. It's a brand new circumstance. You got to get your feet underneath you, and so really practicing self care. Um you know, whether that be writing in a journal, going and seeing a counselor, a therapist, um, taking baths, going for a walk, really reaching out and establishing a community of friends, people who will support you, um, doing service in the community when you're serving others, it takes you out of your head and takes you out of thinking about everything that's stressful right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also gives you a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, part of self care too would be think about the things that you've always wanted to do but have always put on the back burner, mm-hmm. and start doing one of them. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's painting or yoga. <laughs> deep sea fishing, whatever it is that (laughs) have always wanted to do, but have never done before, go do it. Mm -hmm. And it'll bring you joy and kind of help get you out of that funk and kind of keep you forward thinking into, Hey, I can do this. I can manage this and really also ask for help. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it was like, I already feel so depleted. I'm embarrassed to ask or say, Hey, I, I can use some help. But honestly giving people the opportunity to serve you when you're hurting and at your lowest, not only will it connect you to them, but it will help connect them to you and you'll establish that tribe that will last for years. Mm -hmm. So
0: those are some great suggestions for keeping yourself busy and, you know, exploring like, who am I, who am I now and taking care of your mind, body, and soul. What are some things that you would tell somebody that's, just finished up their divorce of what not to do (laughs)
1: um i would say don't cut your hair if you're a woman (laughs) especially go for bangs if you've never had bangs before so leave that alone (laughs) because there's this tendency to start over and look totally different you can make small tweaks but don't make big ones by, by far don't do that um, I wouldn't be like going and buying new cars and going into more debt or anything. Mm-hmm. I'd wait six months to a year before doing that. But, um, you know, I would say stay away from jumping into a relationship mm-hmm. too quickly. Like I said, a lot of times we're in shock. We're we're still trying to figure out what the heck just happened mm-hmm. and where am I emotionally and spiritually. And you don't need it clouded by somebody else coming into the picture and bringing new drama mm-hmm. into it. And and that's a confusing time for your kids too. So I'd say those are the things to, to stay away from for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and so what about family and friends? Did you have a good support system with your family and friends while you were going through your divorce? And if not, what do you feel like was lacking that could have really helped you?
1: Well, thanks for asking that question. So it was interesting because when I divorced – I was living in Texas, and all of my extended family were in Utah, and so there I didn't have any immediate support from family. But I'll tell you, the one thing that was really great for me is I did have a church family who was very supportive, who loved on me, surrounded me, and said, hey, what can we do for you? They would check on me like twice a month and just be like, hey, what can we do? And you know, they were really good about it. Sometimes they would like pick up my kids and take them to an activity. Sometimes they would bring over a meal and say, "Hey, I know you've got a stressful week this week. Let's let's provide you a meal this week." Um, sometimes they would just say, "Hey, you, you know, I'm here to listen. You know, what do you need?" That way, and that really was my saving grace for those people in my church family who reached out to me, um, and I could I felt like I could also go to them when there was a need that. Like, for example, I was renting a house, and the yard work would just get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just say, hey, I could use some help here. And it was great to see, like, a group of young men just come over real quick for a couple of hours and knock everything out mm-hmm. in one visit and just do it cheerfully. Mm-hmm. And what a blessing that mm-hmm. was. So just, like I said, don't um, be afraid to ask for help when you need it. But for me, having that support for my church family was imperative for me and yeah. I will be forever grateful for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of times when we're going through divorce, there's a tendency to want to isolate and pull back away from people um, because of the shame and the guilt yeah. and all of the emotions that you're feeling that usually are not positive emotions um because it is that that mourning right. process that takes a long time to get through and so having a tribe in in getting through your divorce you don't need to go through it alone and there are people that will love on you and support you and and finding that place if you don't already have it established is huge in helping with the transition and recovery process not only for yourself but also if you do have kids um welcome other people into your family and let them love on your kids and and show up for them and let them know that, you know, they're still cared for. Um, so absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so you are obviously you've got three kids already out of the house. Um, so what advice would you give divorcees that do have children in the home and they are going to end up co-parenting with the other spouse?
1: I would say, um, You know, everybody's experience with divorce is different. And obviously, you've separated for a reason. Um, And so I would say, if be as calm as possible. Try and regulate your emotions. If you're feeling a certain way about a certain thing, um, have that feeling and work it out in your head before you have the conversation Mm -hmm. that you need to have. Uh, Stick to the facts. If they start bringing up... Well, X, Y, and Z. Just say, okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for mentioning that. But we're talking about like Friday's pickup. Are you going to be able thirty minutes early <laughs> to pick up John or whatever? And just stick to that the topic and don't let it, you know, wander past that. Um, and really focus on resolving issues and not attacking the other person. Mm-hmm. And if they're attacking you, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Count to three in your head and just say, okay, well, you know, I appreciate that you feel that way. Okay, now let's resolve this concern. Um, so I think just being as factual as possible, trying not to take things personally. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, if somebody's attacking, it's something that they're perceiving and you can't change their perceptions. So, all the best thing you can do is be calm, trust your gut know that you're it's okay to feel the way that you feel mm-hmm. but it's also okay not to take any kind of um uh, barbs that are thrown your way too you don't need to take that either and just shut that down and say you know what I would love to talk to you about this but let's talk about it when we can do it in a more respectful way mm-hmm. if you need to mm-hmm. um But again, you know, try and maybe find a way that works for you. If talking doesn't work, maybe texting. If texting doesn't work, maybe emailing, whatever it is. But find a way where you can address each other in a tactful way and in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's very helpful in terms of that.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's even imperative that you get things in writing and and it's more preferred that a text or an email happens that way you have evidence especially if you're dealing with a high conflict personality you do want things in writing rather than just a voice conversation and right and i always am talking to my clients about shifting the conversation to it's a business transaction now when you've got your co-parent and that's kind of what we're looking at that relationship like is a business transaction. So how would you approach a, a business transaction with somebody and this isn't your person anymore. So, you know, trying to remove those emotions and not letting them fire you up <laughs> to where it's just going to cause more problems. Right.
1: Um, it's hard. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it it certainly is hard. But always keeping in mind, like, what is in the best interest of the children? and always fighting. That's the fight now that you're, yes. you're, you're doing, you're not fighting a person you're fighting, like what is in the best interest of the children. So, um. so what would you say that, yes. do you have something else to add?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, it's interesting because, um, in fact, when I'm working with clients, that is actually one of the biggest issues is the things to maintain the relationship, <laughs> if you'd been doing them all along, then the divorce most likely wouldn't <laughs> Right. If they, you know, were working together as a team, and that's what makes it even a little harder, is because that boundary line is drawn mm-hmm. even more pronouncedly. But that's the other thing I was going to say is the co-parent and be successful is to also make sure you protect yourself and draw boundaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, for example, you, you know, maybe like I, I have a friend whose spouse frequently will say, Oh, you know, uh, I really wanted to go on this camping trip with the guys this weekend. So can you, can you take the kids? And, you know, she had made travel plans to go out of town. So making those decisions ahead of time, what are you going to do when Mm -hmm. your ex comes to you and wants to change things? And, you know, what do you want to have happen? Like, there are some people who'll drop everything because they just want that time so badly with their Mm -hmm. kids. And then there's times when they're like, you know what, I've already scheduled something, I'm sorry, you're gonna need to make other, um, other, um, provisions at this time. But Mm -hmm. if you put those into place ahead of time, it'll be much easier to navigate that when those situations Mm -hmm. come up. So that's one thing that I know is really helpful too.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Um, So how can we support kids since we're on this topic already? How can we support kids that are going through a divorce with their family?
1: That's a great question, and um, what was so beneficial to my children, like I said, I had a really good church family, and thankfully, they had a great youth program, and they would reach out to my children and ask them how they're doing and just listen um, and just provide that support, and uh, sometimes they'd pick them up, like I said, for activities and things like that. One, it helped me, so I didn't have to... Do one more thing, but it was a connection point for my children with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reach out, make sure you're inclusive. Like, I know for me, um, one of the things we'd have get togethers on Sunday with other divorced parents, and that gave me time to connect with them, but it gave the kids another touch point with other divorced children, mm-hmm. and they could play and have fun and see that it, they weren't just isolated in their experience. And, you know, saw that, hey, I can get through this because they would see other children in the same situation or they'd even be able to talk and hang out and say, oh, yeah, you know, I got to go to my dad's this weekend and blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting when you overhear those conversations Mm -hmm. too, as an adult because they're sharing and their authenticity Mm -hmm. and you're able to have deeper conversations later as well. Um, but I would just say be as inclusive make it feel like they're ju- they're just as normal as anybody else and just really making that intentional effort to include so you know if you know a family who's divorced whether' a neighbor or a friend, invite them over for mm-hmm. football parties mm-hmm. invite them over for pool parties you know just treat them just like you would any other married couple just be inclusive.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Just because the marital status changes doesn't mean that we need to treat the person any differently. They're still the same person. They're just going through a big transition and a big mourning process that might cause them to show up a little bit differently in life. But we have the responsibility to continue to invite them and treat them as if nothing's changed.
1: Right. So, I would say it's. This is one thing too. Is oh, go ahead. (laughs) I was gonna say it. It's one thing too. A lot of people experience during divorce. That's one of the ashes that is hard. Is sometimes friends don't want to choose. They feel like Mm -hmm. they have to choose between you or your your former spouse. And then honestly, they really don't. Mm -hmm. Really, if they just draw a boundary line and say, "Hey, we still want to." have a relationship with you and we still want to have a relationship with your ex we just respectfully request you don't come here and you know talk about each other or you know whatever just let us maintain that relationship but there are some who feel like oh you know well, he said this and she Mm -hmm. said that. And then that puts them in an incredibly hard situation. Mm -hmm. So I'd say be leery of that. I think it's important. You know, maybe you want to share that with your family, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't extend that past your family. And I would share that maybe with the therapist, Mm -hmm. but again, not share it with friends so you can maintain those Mm -hmm. relationships. But there'll be those who feel awkward Mm -hmm. and aren't sure. So give them a little bit of grace Mm -hmm. because you know, they're still reeling Mm -hmm. from the divorce too and just need to realize that that sometimes happens. And it's not a reflection if you are a good person or a bad person. It's just an awkward situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Just having one or two go-to people that you spill the tea about what's going on with the ex and how you're having to still deal with them. That's not the story that you want to be repeating to everybody every time you have a conversation with them. There is a time and a place for those conversations, but um, it really does need to be handled in um, a counseling type situation or a coaching situation where you're trying to work through it with somebody. But not everybody needs to know the dirt and how you're still fighting and, and the ugliness that's going on. Um, that's more of a private matter. And then it just lends to, you know, gossiping and, you know, harm can be done where it might not be intended to be done. And so just kind of thinking about those things ahead of time, even, even though it's hard, right? Like (laughs) you're not in a good place and you're just infuriated and frustrated and all of these things are going on. Just pick one or two people that you can share those, those, those things with. what would you say that now that we've gotten through all of this, what is the beauty that has come from your divorces?
1: I love that question. Um, the beauty is even though everything was a struggle emotionally, financially, mm-hmm. spiritually, you just <laughs> excuse me, you just don't realize how resilient you actually are and can be. I'm a much stronger version of myself than I ever was before because I've gone through those things. I know how to manage finances differently. I know how to manage my emotions differently. I know how to support others and know what to do to support others where I didn't know that before. Mm -hmm. I feel a greater sense of peace because My happiness, I'm in control of that, regardless of what's happening around me or in my relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I can choose to navigate that every single day. And I love that, that um, I know that regardless of what's going on in my life, whether it's a divorce or dealing with stress or illness or just anything really that I can trust myself, Mm -hmm. that... um, Like I said earlier, I'm a big proponent of prayer. I get answers to prayers Mm -hmm. and I can listen to myself. And my relationships with people are much deeper and stronger Mm -hmm. because we've built those connections. And so I'm a much better communicator now. Like there's so many Mm -hmm. positive things on the opposite side, Mm -hmm. but I will say too, I think anybody can have those as long as they're willing to put in the work. Mm -hmm and discover them for themselves. So don't be afraid to dig in and look at yourself and don't be afraid to try new things. Mm -hmm. I think life can be exciting and filled with joy and I love it.
0: Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. Those are all great things. Like it's almost like a gift that keeps giving, right? If you dig in, do the work, Mm -hmm. take responsibility, reflect on how you were showing up in the marriage. How did you contribute to the marriage ending and what can you learn from that to take it on and, like you've said, put it into other relationships? It's not just necessarily the next intimate relationship that you're in or a romantic relationship, but you can right. learn how to navigate other relationships, whether it's with your kids or your parents. Like it's a, it is a, I would say, divorce could is mm-hmm. probably the biggest um, learning experience that I've been given, um, in life to learn how to show up differently and how I want to grow or how do I want people to feel when they leave my presence? Um, and what, what can I give to somebody else? That's, I just see, I just see the world a lot differently now. I see people a lot differently, you know? And so that's a huge gift that divorce has given. So one final question. Before we, um, before we wrap it up today, what is one thing that you would like for our listeners to take away?
1: I would like them to know that, first, they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Second, that there is hope. There is healing. Um, there are good things that are going to come your way, um, that they can find joy. They can find deeper meaning in life. I mean, that's one of the things that I love the most is that, um, I enjoy the beauty of life more mm-hmm. because I've had to face that loss. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate the small things more than I ever did before. And mm-hmm. gratitude will get you through so much mm-hmm. and just, uh, you can do this and, um, great things are still coming your way. So don't let this experience define you let it refine mm-hmm. you and go forward and enjoy life. Yeah, absolutely. And don't let others
0: let this experience define you either. I would add that one. Um you uh mm-hmm. don't put that guilt and shame on yourself and don't let others do the same. So thank you Heidi so much for coming and sharing your ashes into beauty's journey with us. Um I I hope that the our listeners have been inspired by our conversation today. And um, for the listeners, our next Divorce University event is coming up on November 12th. It is Realty 101, and it is going to be here in Oklahoma City metro area from 930 to 11 at 5909 Northwest, and we would love for you to attend. It is free, but we do ask that you go ahead and register so it can be prepared And you can go and find that registration link at Eventbrite or The Divorce Live on all social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have listened, you are a friend of The Divorce Live, and we would love to hear from you. Let us know what you need as you are going through your divorce journey. And until next time, do good, do no harm, radiate love, and move bravely onward to creating your divorce legacy. Thanks for tuning in. For more information on services or divorce resources provided by The Divorce Life, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or find us at www.thedivorcelife.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And a big thanks to my producer, Jazz, at the Possibilities Podcast Center.